is Apostle James Podcast, transfiguring the world by the Word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. Remain watchful and pay attention as we dive into what the Lord has for us today. Right, you are welcome to our podcast. This is what God has to say to us today. Changing times do not change the gospel. Changing times do not change the gospel. And we're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 12. And the key thing that we want to talk about is from verse 5. And it says, Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. He said, from such withdraw thyself. People that suppose that gain is godliness. What is he talking about? Remember 1 Timothy chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 12. Right. Gain is not godliness. That is what the Bible wants us to beware of. Changing times do not change the gospel and gain is not godliness. You, you know that Luke, after observing the numerous versions of the gospel of Christ in his days, could not bear it any longer and set out inspired by the Holy Ghost to put things right. The same happened to Paul. Paul, after observing the religiosity of Athenians, exploded to explain to them the unknown God. They built an altar to the unknown God. Likewise, you know, if you look around us, look at like Habakkuk said, why do you show me iniquity? There are times that God opens your eyes, you are seeing things online you are seeing things on the cable in the cable you are seeing things on television and then you are burdened no wonder jews say that we should contend for the faith that was once delivered unto us we need to contend for this faith and i'm saying that changing times do not change the gospel of christ changing times do not change the gospel of christ what is changing right now is that First Timothy chapter 6 verse 5 is becoming the definition of godliness. The first Timothy chapter 6 verse 5 says that gain is not godliness. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the error that many of us are falling or have fallen into thinking that gain is godliness. Maybe it's a reminder to me to beware. I had just produced uh, very recently a beautiful 30 seconds video reminding me and reminding the people right about me that money answered all things. Maybe it's beyond it. As it's very evident right now that the substance of the gospel is being lost. We need to remind ourselves the substance of the gospel. We need money. We need wealth. It belongs to our Father. And we are joined heads of the Father with Jesus. Without this way, we cannot move the gospel beyond borders. We need to buy lands, build churches, buy equipment, equip the church, 
furnish it, spread the gospel physically, locally, or globally, or by various modern technologies. Without money, you cannot have your Wi Fi, you cannot have your podcast equipment, you can't have it. So, we need money. We need money to acquire the modern technologies. We need money. Facebook just uh, sent me a text the other time and said that shortly that the video will then become, you know, one is one zero a zero pixels or four K from one zero a zero pixels to four K. You know, from about July or June that they're about. So which means that some of the phones are going to be phased out. So you need money to run according to the current things that are going on in our world right now. But that is why the Bible warns us. Changing times does changing times do not change the gospel of Christ. Nothing can change it. We must be reminded of that. Changing time cannot change the definition and purpose of the gospel. That first Timothy chapter 6 verse 5 can never become the definition of godliness as it now appears to this generation. Men of God no more are measured by the depth of the revelation of Christ. You know before, men of God are measured by the depth of the revelation of Christ. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3 that when you read, you may understand my revelation in the knowledge of Christ. You have understand my revelation in the mystery of Christ. In those days, they were set aside by their revelation. Paul, Peter recognized Paul by the reason of the revelation that was given to him which many interpreted wrongly destroyed their lives it was the revelation of christ that they boasted the bible says in jeremiah chapter 9 from verse 23 it says "Thus say the lord i love this portion of the scripture so much let not the wise man glory in his wisdom let not the mighty man glory in his might nor let the rich man glory in his riches but let him who glories glory in this that he understands and knows me that i am the lord exercising loving kindness judgment and righteousness in the earth for in this i delight amen so let him that both both that he knows the lord let him both that he knows the lord Amen. The evidence of the gospel, the substance of the gospel being lost in the heart of men. The substance of the gospel is being lost in the heart of men. Many are taking First Timothy chapter 6 verse 5 as godliness that gain is godliness. No. Gain is not godliness. Huh? Men of God now are measured by the properties they've acquired by their faith, the wisdom, and their labor they have used to acquire this. The, 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 the Bible calls it gain. Gain. And Strong's exhaustive concordance of the Bible gives us the meaning of this gain, and it's a Greek word called porismos. They say it's a Greek word called porismos, which means 
furnishing, procuring, by implication, getting money, money acquisition, money acquisition, by faith, money acquisition. You understand that? The Bible then goes on to remind us that this gain is not godliness. Beloved, making money is not godliness. That's not what the gospel is all about. The gospel is all about the salvation of man from sin of self. Notice what I said. From the sin of self by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and thereafter dying to self and alive unto Christ with Christ living his life in the life of the believer as he would if he was here in person. The believer living in total consciousness of holiness unto God are the fruit of the righteousness received through faith in Christ Jesus. The gospel is all about salvation of man from sin. The gospel is all about believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. The gospel is thereafter dying to self. After believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, you die to self. It's not that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you live for yourself. That's why it's the deliverance of man from the sin of self. You may not be committing adultery, fornication, but you are yourself. That is the sin that you need to be delivered from. You are the God of your life. You are the Savior of your life. You are the author of your life. You are the one that directs your life. That is the sin of man. That's what devil did in Eden. To take away man from God and put man to become the director of his life by knowledge. So whatever you think of good or evil, that's what you do. You, there is no evil, evil, evil in your life. And you are living for yourself. In your goodness, you are a sinner. It's sinfulness to live for yourself in goodness and not living by Christ unto God and living for God. Amen? This purpose cannot change. This purpose of living in total consciousness of the holiness of God cannot change. This purpose of Christ living his life in our life cannot change. This purpose of the gospel of Christ living while we are dead, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I that live, but Christ that live in me. It cannot change. It cannot change. The gospel is receiving Christ, dying to self, allowing Christ to live in our life, then living in total consciousness of the holiness of God are the fruit of righteousness received through faith in Christ. There is a consciousness of holiness that we live. This purpose cannot change. Beloved, we should not be deceived. We should not be deceived. The gospel is being lost in the heart of men. The substance of the gospel. That's why Jews said contest that we should contend earnestly for the faith that was one delivered for us. There shall be falling away, Jesus said. And truly many have fallen away, driven according to verse 10 of that festival chapter 6 by the love of money. Verse 9 and 10 says, The day that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare 
and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. Listen to this and pierced themselves eh, through with many sorrows. Listen, he says that this drown men in destruction and perdition. A drown men in destruction, which means that many are being destroyed and many are headed to perdition. Why? Because there is a replacement theology that gain is godliness. The gospel rather says that godliness with contentment is great gain. Verse 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 6. The godliness with contentment is great gain. Not gain is godliness. The godliness with contentment is great gain. Not gain is godliness. Not the reverse. The devil has reversed it. We need to re-reverse it again and take it back to what it belongs to. Amen. The gospel is godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, after that, verse 11 to verse 12, 1 Timothy 6, 11 to 12, it tells us to have a conscious pursuit. What we need to pursue that the Bible calls the good fight of faith. The Bible says after you have run away, you know, you flee from the love of money, which is the root of all evil, misinterpreting gain for godliness and properly interpreting godliness with contentment as gain then the bible tells us what to do first Timothy chapter 6 verse 11 to have but thou o man of god flee these things and follow after righteousness godliness faith love patience meekness Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and profess a good profession before many witnesses. The good fight of faith is as we flee the love of money, we follow after righteousness, we follow after godliness, we follow after faith, we follow after love, patience, meekness. Let's be honest. When lad did you preach as a preacher? When lad did you preach or teach on righteousness or deliberately listening to preaching or teaching on righteousness? Is it not how to make people have gain? You see, if you hold on to this, maybe you 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 have done that, and that's what you are doing. Hold on to it. By it you shall save your soul and the souls of them that hear you. Follow after righteousness. Follow after godliness. Faith, love, patience, meekness. But the Bible condemn being rich. 
absolutely not. Absolutely no. The same passage tells us, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. In other words, we should play the priorities right. God recognizes riches because he's the one that prospers. He recognizes rich people. That's why he says, charge them that are rich in this world. So God recognizes wealthy people. God recognizes rich people. God recognizes because he's the one that gives the riches. But he says, we should charge those that are rich. Charge them that are rich not to allow it to get into their nerves. Let it not get into your head. Your riches should never get into your head. Don't become high-minded or trust in it. Rather, trust in the living God who gives riches and gives us all things richly. In whatever aspect you are rich, that's what the Bible is saying. Materially, especially, or spiritually, there are some of us like Peter says, silver and gold have I numbers such as I have. You don't intimidate people by your spirituality. Likewise, you don't intimidate people by your billions. You don't intimidate people by the knowledge of Christ that you have. You don't intimidate people by your anointing. No, he said, let it not enter into your head. And you don't intimidate people. People will worship you because that, uh, <laughs> because that you have wealth. You know, he said, charge them that are rich. Let it not enter into your head. Don't be high-minded. Eh? Be trust in the living God who giveth riches abundantly to enjoy. The Bible says for you to enjoy. God gives all riches to enjoy. You are meant to enjoy the riches. It's meant for your enjoyment. God delights that you are enjoying good wealth, good health, driving, flying. I mean, that God enjoys it. But he said, let it not enter your head. So, Bible is not talking about money, but he said a lot of it. He said that better pursue it, they enter into the snare of the devil, especially when it is now misinterpreted and reinterpreted that godliness is gain. Therefore, anything goes in order, in order to, you know, that gain is godliness. In order to gain wealth, anything goes. No, the Bible says no. That is not Christianity. The purpose cannot be redefined. The purpose cannot be redefined. Don't become high-minded. Trust in the living God who gives riches, who gives everything. Whether it is spirituality, don't let it enter into your head. But do good works. Do good works. Be rich in good works. Ready to distribute. Willing to liberally give out. Amen. The Bible says by so doing, you lay in store. Verse 19. Laying up in store for themselves 
a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. You lay a good foundation for your future prosperity, and at the same time, you are laying hold on eternal life. Nothing should take your eternal life, nothing should cause you to lose hold of the eternal life that you have in Christ. Amen. Beloved, changing times do not change the message of the gospel. God bless you. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check us out online via Apostle James Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and everywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for your support. Be blessed and have an awesome day. We will see you next time on Apostle James Podcast. Oh, you died for me.